Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Jonathan, we got a special guest in the green room with us today. Uh, a man of many books, I'll say that. Uh, and many talents. Um, and we're going to find out why is he writing so many gosh darn books. <laughs> Yeah, he's really. Just, he's writing a lot of them, and they're not all in the same niche. They're just like all over the place, and that caught my attention. He can literally write a book about anything, and uh, so we'll be talking to him a little bit about that. Is he and writing? He also them? helps. Are you sure he's writing them? We'll I don't know. We'll find out. We'll have to find out. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> excuse me. Now I've, so, I've yeah. gone through his. Uh, I've gone through his uh, little. I've got a have. dose of his, yeah, his sarcasms. I don't think AI could do that. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty clever. Give it time. As yeah. soon as AI gets tired of us, it'll start doing that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and he also helps. Uh, his he's got clients that he helps write books for and all that too. So, we'll find awesome. out what he's what he's up to over there. So we kind of just titled this how to dominate your niche uh plus sarcasm and stories from everyday life that's what we're calling this episode so i don't have a beverage today but i know you do jonathan and mm -hmm. i think Ra. oh i almost said his name before we introduced him yep so, so why i, I held you, up the book to explain to the audience why why oh, yeah. you don't have a beverage today i've had this whatever is going around thing and yes. just do not feel like a, a beer today just be a waste of money it just completely. absolutely turns my stomach to even think about drinking it right now so okay. um, so yeah i'm just doing electrolytes today but why okay. don't we go ahead and uh bring rob on since he's in the green room i'll do a quick little intro here from what i found on his website so hopefully that's correct so rob on spock rob is an experienced marketing strategist seo expert author publisher speaker and trust creator who can transform and monetize your brand. He's the author of, I'm not reading all these. I'm not reading all these. <laughs> How many like, are there? I'm just curious. There's, let's see, social, well, I'll just do it. Social media debunked, uh, share, 27 ways to boost your social media experience, build trust and attract followers. That one just rolls off the tongue. Lessons <laughs> from the dojo, 100 ways to improve your life, business and relationships. And then there's a whole series called Rob Versus, which is the book I held up earlier which we'll get into then he's yeah. got optimize this uh he's got the ask dr a book series he's got no experience yeah. necessary power guesting seek insider secrets to profit from being on a great podcasting guest the wise guys copywriting handbook fighting for truth navigating hollywood the empathetic lawyer just all over the place so uh, welcome to the show. Get your button ready there. It's Fire ready. the audience. Welcome to the show, Rob on spot. <laughs> there you got a smile. I think that, was, that was the most unique uh, intro ever. Uh, and yes, I have written a lot of books uh, and, and, I didn't start out that way. I started out about 10 years ago writing one book called Share, which was all about social media. And it was at the tail end of, of me owning a carpet cleaning business and entering this world of social media that I screwed up so many times, got my account banned and blocked and 
And I, I just wanted to write about easy ways to, to use social media, especially Facebook, to generate business. And uh, so I, I made it the easiest social media book you'll ever read. And uh, when I shopped it around, all these publishers, all these companies wanted these big, complicated books. They wanted them thick and boring as hell. And I'm like, no, no the book is easy. I, I don't want it complicated. So I created my own publishing company and published it myself. And that took off. And so I sold the, the cleaning business, devoted more time to my consulting because I was running them both at the same time for uh, about 10 years. Wow. And uh, burning the candle, right? Yeah. Um, but now it's just, you know, I, I focus on marketing. I focus on publishing. Yeah. And after that first book took off, I had this idea to come up with a, a book to do uh, SEO, search engine optimization. What, what, what was the first book? Was it uh, Share? The first book was Share. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I partnered with a, a gentleman up in, in uh, Winnipeg, Canada, and we both came at it with different angles. And uh, I interviewed him. He interviewed me. I, I took all the transcripts that we did over a course of a period of time. And uh, I rewrote the book called Optimize This. And uh, from concept to creation to number one bestseller in four countries took 60 days. Wow. Wow. And then from that on, uh, a lot of people would say, hey, Rob, can you help me you know, with our book? And uh, I was, I think, 2015. Uh, I wrote lessons from the dojo and then I partnered with a doctor down in New Mexico, in Mexico, not New Mexico, in Mexico. And I wrote two of his books. And um, that was the whole Ask Dr. A series. It was all about weight loss. And uh, from then on, I just started writing all kinds of books That's for awesome. people. And, um, 60 days. Wow. That was it. So I'm curious because I... <clears throat> You know, I've written five books, Rob, and so I, to me, it's, I don't know, of course, it's a lot easier today. You can do it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 and, and I've, I, I just wrote a book uh, the other day. It took uh, seven days. So are you, so are you a fast writer? Are you someone that sits no, down I, and it, like really writes? Or well, with, the, with the whole Rob Versus series, they yeah. just started as me writing down my adventures dealing with scammers that would call me every day. Right. And, and the reason that book came about is I got so frustrated with these callers. Every, I, mean, I was cursing at them. I was, I was just, my wife's <laughs> like, you're, you're going to die. You're going to have high blood pressure and just stroke out. Right. And I thought, well, let me just change the paradigm. Let me change how I deal with these people and just string them along. Get them yeah. to get aggravated at me. And when I started doing that, I started writing these stories down and sharing them on Facebook. And people were like, well, Rob, you got to put that in a book. So I did. And, and the thing is, all it is, is that every book that comes out now in the Rob Bursa series is about 50 stories in there. They take about uh, four or five months to, to I, I take all the best ones and I put them in. And it started out as one book, Rob versus the scammers. And I sent it out and everybody's like, oh, that's a great book. And I had this yeah. one guy who goes, Rob, it's just a collection of stories. I don't get it. And after the book came out and everybody loved it, he's like, oh, that's a great book. <laughs> Schmuck. So I had, a, I had enough material left over that I wrote Rob versus the morons. And then it just seemed like the whole Rob versus book just writes itself now. Mm -hmm. So it's Rob versus humanity. And, and humanity came out at the same time 
everything, everybody lost their mind during COVID. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> then the next Perfect. book was Rob versus the Entitled, and uh, Rob versus the Wackadoos, Rob versus the Yahoos, Rob versus the Unicorns, and, and then uh, the, the, the one that you guys have, Rob versus the Income Poops. But I have enough material to do two more books. Mm -hmm. And so those just kind of write themselves. Now, the lawyer books that I've written, uh, Fighting for Truth, uh, was a was was with a lawyer in, in Indiana, and I wrote the first six chapters. He wrote the uh, he contributed to the next six chapters in the book, the empathetic lawyer. You know, I, I interviewed that lawyer, and those stories became his book. Um, the book that I'm writing now, or I just finished writing, is basically a collection of seven interviews I did with one gentleman over a course of five years, and it became the book. And it was just the way it flowed, the way everything came about. I just thought, I said, I called the guy up, this Steve, this, I think the material is great. Let's just make it a book. And he said, right. well, how long is that going to take? Because I don't have time. I said, what are you dying? He goes, no, no, I'm just very busy. Right. And so I said, well, no, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And I, within seven days, I had the book ready. And I said, just write the forward. And he's like, what? It's all done. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, <laughs> over 10 years and 40, 44 books, I, I've gotten a system in place that it just makes it very easy to produce books. Now. Yeah. It's like, uh, you, it's almost like once you get your system down pat, it's almost like, you, it, it's like manufacturing. You know, it's like first yeah. this, then it goes to this stage, then this, then this, then this. I mean, pretty much after that many books, you just kind of know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I mean... You got the process laid out. Yeah, so. and it's just, it's just getting the cover made and, and the ISBN issued and, and popping yeah. on Amazon. And, and you know, here's the, the thing I tell everybody is like, yeah, I, I've written a lot of books. Right. Uh, and and every book helps enhance my authority as, as a marketer, as a podcaster, as a speaker, as, as all these things. It's just me wearing a whole bunch of different hats. Yeah. Yeah, which seems kind of counterintuitive because, you know, you're always told, we're told a lot in these days that, you know, I got a background in copywriting. And one of the things you just hear in the digital market, especially direct response world, mm -hmm. is you got a niche and it's got to be like a tight niche. And you don't want to do, you don't want to be known as, you got to be known as the guy, right? The, yeah. the brain surgeon. You don't want to be the general practitioner. You want to be the brain surgeon. What do you say to that? Mm -hmm. Well, I say all entrepreneurs have ADD. <laughs> and, I, and, and we are all over the place and sometimes we need to be all over the place to get inspired yeah mm -hmm. um yes i've subscribed to all that and 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 i realize that sometimes i even tell my clients i say look you're doing too much and they look at me and i'm like well rob you're all over the place too uh yeah but when you look at it as a whole mm -hmm. i'm not really all over the place i'm focusing on publishing i'm focusing on podcasting i'm focusing on marketing yeah. So that when you push the whole envelope together and seal it up, it's just one way that I'm helping you become the authority in what you do. Right. Yeah. You There's know, a lot I, of crossover. You're right. right. <clears throat> the the uh, one of the one of the greatest books that I helped produce was the Wise Guys Copywriting Handbook with Tony Polici. And Tony was my original mentor, probably back when I first met him, 1998. And so we're going back 25 years and he finally gets this book out. He puts it, he puts it on Smashwords. Nobody's looking at it. Nobody's seeing it. 
And I said, Tony, let's take that book off, smash words. Let's redo it, you know, reformat it, add some new stuff. And then right. we republished it with a with a, an awesome cover. And uh, that happened in 2017. And I think last year it was in it was it's still one of the top 100 best copywriting books that anybody should read. Was he he was a Clayton Makepeace copy cub, wasn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I know he knows them. Uh, yeah. He knows, you know, he knows a lot like, of people in the copywriting world. Yeah, I feel like I in one of Clayton Makepeace's courses, um, Tony wrote one of the like the bonus books. Mm -hmm. And Smashwords sounds familiar too. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm curious. Like now that you've written so many books, and especially these ones that I would say are a little bit more non-traditional, like the Versus series. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's getting easier for you to like spot a book idea oh, yeah. in everyday yeah, life, well, like in the wild. Well, there's, there's a lot of different formats and, and I've kind of busted all the, the, the ways that the gurus tell you to write a book. I'm just like, Hey, why don't we just do it this way? Because this is the way most people conversate. This is the way they, you know, they understand. So why write your book in regular, what I call, you know, school grammar? That's not how we converse. And so a lot of the books that I write now are basically, you know, conversational pieces. So, you know, the, the book that I just wrote uh, is, you can see just, it's that just dialogue. It's like a transcription from a podcast mm -hmm. and, and people can follow along and it, and it looks like you're having, a, you know, this, you're, you're reading a conversation between two people, but your brain takes it as, hey, I, I'm in this conversation. This is cool. And, and you just don't see stuff like that anymore. So when I see books or when I, I, I people say, well, what's the direction I should go with this book? And I'm like, well, let's let, let me hear your story. And then I kind of get an idea of where that book's going to go. And uh, sometimes we hit it right, you know, right out of the park. And sometimes I don't. I mean. My, my lessons from the dojo book, which I thought was a brilliant concept in 2015 when I wrote it, was like every every few chapters were, were uh, set up so that it, it, it's like you're going through a karate school. So you read a few chapters, you become a white belt and a yellow belt, and, and you kind of go up the ranks. And uh, some people loved the book. Was it a commercial success? No. Uh, it just didn't it took like five years for that book to finally, you know, get an audience and start making money. Oh, wow. And uh, so, you know, not every book that I, I do is, is uh, going to hit the mark, you know, right away. But, yeah. you know, I loved writing that book because every page was a different concept. It was 101 ways to, it was 101 kick butt ways to improve your life, business and relationships. And, so you could pick pick it up, read the chapter, put it down, go about your day, and it was just, um, um, you know, I, I just I, I think that the, the, the book is is underrated. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just think more people should buy it, but um, you know. It, it, so do you have you know in all of your books? Do they have like you say you know it's part of your marketing? Obviously, um, are you? using i mean are your books more or less sending them do they know where to go to to find out more about you and what you're doing and how you well, can the, how... the 
Right. The, 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 some of the books that I write for others, no, they, they go to them. You know, that's right. their authoritative piece. My books, I didn't start getting very sarcastic in my books until the whole Rod Bursa series. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it was only because that people would meet me. Yeah. And they're like, well, Rob, it's either you're an asshole or you're very funny. So <laughs> there's no in between. And I thought, well, you know, they're reading these books of mine. I mean, they're learning about SEO and social media and podcasting and, and copywriting. And, and they meet me and they're like, dude, no, you're not sarcastic in the books. So the whole Rob versus series was at least letting people know what they can expect from me. And what it turned out to be was more of what I call rejection marketing. Hey, if yeah. you don't like sarcasm, you're going to hate the books and you're going to hate me. But <laughs> The, the people that gravitated towards those books yeah. not only laughed, they could see themselves in that situation. They could Now they have a response that they can give the scammers when they call or loud mm -hmm. customers or whatever it was. And, and now they can, you know, I, I've made more money on those books than I have on all the other books that I've written. Wow. People that's, like that's fantastic. Yeah, people like that. <laughs> yeah, they but do. I've, I've, I've noticed... Um, I don't know, the last 10, 15 years, I guess, a lot of the, you know, the books about your, the size of the books that you're writing, um, Steve Chandler comes to mind mm -hmm. where it's a lot of short chapters. It might be a hundred short chapters. Yeah. Well, the, the, the you, reason for that is, is I wanted all my books to be very easy reading. I didn't mm -hmm. want people to feel that, you know, like a typical Harry Potter book is like, you know, thousand yeah. pages and you feel intimidated. Yep. You know, when I was when I was in high school, the books that I wrote uh, read were like Tom Clancy, Red Storm Rising. You know, these yep. these books that would take me a month to read. I wanted somebody to be able to take a book, and within an hour and a half, two hours, they're done, and they can hand that book to someone else. They could carry it with them. That you can take it anywhere. But I just wanted it to be easy and not intimidating, and so I kept with that style on all these books. The only, yeah. the only book that's too thick is the copywriting book. And it's just because there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Right. Do you take that same approach with your clients books? Yeah. Regardless yeah, of the they, niche or anything else? Regardless of the niche, I try to keep them under 200 pages. Okay. Because, you, you know, especially with lawyers, I mean, they have clients that, that one don't understand legalese. They don't understand that, that, uh, the situation they're, they're confused They're frustrated. And you hand them a book and it might, it might help them understand not only who you are, what you do, the, the, the questions, but it does it in such a non-intimidating way that they're more likely to hire that lawyer because now they got a book. Yeah. And they feel like they, yeah. uh, if they spend, you know, some time reading a book, they feel like they've spent time with you mm -hmm. and we all know familiarity. <laughs> you know, automatically just makes you more believable, trustable, you know, the whole no like and trust, yeah. trust thing. Uh, oh, you know, and, and, and on the flip side, though, people who read my books, they're like, Rob, I think you're the the, the, the most, I mean, you're the, the, you're the guy who gets unfriended the most. I said, yeah, but I got enough friends. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's not that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all right. it's just a what's way to do yeah, absolutely. Um, so what would you suggest for, so I noticed 
I think it's brilliant that you have all of your books are series. And I find that that's, you know, in reading like what successful uh, people do, especially with um, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, um, a lot of authors will say, create a series, like yeah. hook people on one and then create an ongoing series. Um, I had a friend years ago that did, he was a fictional writer and he did like a series of, like he was a first time fiction writer, but he said the key to the success of his books was that he created uh, a series, a follow-up series. It, each each book was not a one-off, right. but it was a series of books that followed kind of a similar format. Um, I'm curious, is that, I mean, would you suggest that to anybody that's thinking about writing a book is like, you know, creating well, here, in order to monetize it? Right. Well, here, here's, here's my situation is that I hated series. I didn't want to do oh, okay. it. I, yeah. I, I absolutely, and people would say, Rob, I, I, I love share. When are you kind of coming out with the next one? I, I didn't plan on doing it. And, and so I was, I was at this convention and I came out, I'm like trying to force myself to write a sequel to share because everybody mm -hmm. wanted one. And I thought, no, it's, it's just not happening. For me, no experience necessary, which was uh, social media for the boomers, Gen Xers, and the over 50 entrepreneur, uh, is kind of my thoughts on the sequel to Share. They're both social media books. It wasn't yeah. until uh, the Ask Dr. A book, which was not mine, it was my client's, and we based it on his YouTube show. I, I thought, okay, well, maybe a series works. And so when I started creating the Rob Versus series, I thought, okay, this is working for me. Can a series work for my clients? So yeah. uh, my one attorney, she now has three books in a series called Shaping the Battlefield. Uh, my other attorney has uh, Personal Injury Primer, which we're now working on book six. Um, you know, and, and so, every one of them now their clients are anticipating that next book yeah so with the rob versus right with the rob versus series they got three of them and they're like well rob this is great i have three of your yeah. books when's the next one's coming out and the next one and the next. and so now it just kind of builds up so when the eighth one came out um i had a, a client she said you know my son read he reads all your rob versus books and he's like 10 years old and he said that's the best one. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, and I, I asked other people, I said, what do you think of, of Rob versus the Nincompoops? Because it's the, the eighth book in the series. And they said, that's the best one. Your sequels keep getting better. And I'm yeah. like, and, and it's not, I, for me, it was, I've read the stuff so many times while writing the book and assembling the, 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 the chapters and the, the stories. I'm like, okay, this book sucks. <laughs> but, I've read the material already. You're too close to it, yeah, yeah. right. And, and so when I, I put it out there, I'm like, okay, it's 50 stories, it's done. Get it right. And and I always have my 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 uh, graphic artist. I said, Freddie, you know what I like. Here's a photo, run with it. And he'll come out with these outrageous covers because, you know, the, Rob versus the scammers didn't have my face on it. It was just, you know, a, a picture of a scammer, you know, behind a mask. Yeah. The next one, Rob versus the Morons, was the first one that had my picture on it. And now every single Rob versus book has to get more outrageous in the cover than the prior one just to grab someone's attention. 
So it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's a good point. You, I mean, the cover is the first thing people see like yeah. on Amazon. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be out there. But I also wanted to write the books, the Rob versus series, so that it wasn't always Rob versus one, two, three, four, five, six, and, and right. they always have a different title or subtitle afterwards so mm-hmm. they can stand on their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's tricky with a, with a series is to have a series like title, but still be able to go wherever you want. Yeah. Which is, so I think, you know, that's cool. It's my and, city. And it was, it was after the fifth one that came out, I was approached to write a pilot episode for a future TV show based on the Rob versus books. Wow. Um, and now that there's eight of them, um, you know, they, they're, they're like, well, Rob, we got to get this show out there. Well, they had the writer's strike for almost a year and something else. And, and now all these studios are consolidating and it's like, okay, I don't know if the show is ever going to be produced, but we have, uh, two test pilots. So. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Who would be uh, who would be playing Rob? I don't know. You got yeah, a wish? It, do I have a wish? I wish it was me. Uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> but like see, that that the book that you have on your screen, Rob versus the Untitled, Amazon Amazon kicked it off of uh, of the channel uh, for six months because it triggered somebody, and I had a, I had a wow. I had put it back up because. It's in this series, it's based on, you know, my adventures dealing with scammers and, and lots of customer service and, 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 um, you know, so it's like, dude, how can that book trigger you to take it off of Amazon? That's just. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I like, so, you're yeah. just going to run across it every time you get on Amazon. You know? It's like, and, 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 uh, I mean, I, 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 I tell people that every time you want to write a book. And and, and and I like the fact that people do want to write a book. They're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But unless, you know, it, it's, it's, you're going to sell more on your website. You're going to sell more uh, off of Amazon. Don't, don't make it so that that book becomes your sole source of income because it's, it's not going to happen. Right. You know, that, right. that book needs to be that thing that, that gets people to want to, hire you to do the thing that you actually do best to get you to speak to you know go to seminars or conventions um it, it, it's kind of that uh, backdoor mechanism to to make you more money but it a book by itself isn't going to be that thing yeah it's a gateway for other opportunities right, right. i mean and you i love that like <laughs> like in the book like so you, Sean and I both got this book. Thank you for sending that out. But like, I love how in this book, um, you also use it, which is a mistake that a lot of people make at the end of the book, you use it as an opportunity to promote your other books. Mm-hmm. Like you've got, uh, you know, at the very, at the last few pages, you're talking about your other books, like, you know, Rob versus scammers, Rob versus humanity, Rob versus morons, Rob versus entitled wackadoos, you know, all the yahoos, all of that stuff. Each one, you're featuring that at the, at the end, which to me goes back to, uh, I don't know if you're, uh, if you're a fan of Dan Kennedy, but he always did that in his books or he used every I, one of his books. I, I, always met Dan, a- I met Dan Kennedy in 1998. And, and the reason I met him is because when I had my, my cleaning business at the time, I was yeah. struggling and um, <laughs> I, I didn't know any marketing. I didn't know what it was about. I, I didn't know how to promote my company the right way. So I went to Arizona right. and, 
went to this Joe Polish convention, met Dan Kennedy. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yep. know who Dan Kennedy was. So, you know, during the break from this seminar, uh, all these people are sitting around tables and, and Dan's by himself. And, and, and I, I said, Hey, do you mind if I sit down? And, um, you know, within about five minutes, I wanted to punch the guy because he's saying, Hey, you know, you, you don't have a unique business, you know, you, you're going to fail, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, so I got up, walked away and I, I was just really disgruntled and, they called the seminar back in. We all went back into the the, the, the giant uh, classroom there. I'm in the back row. They called this guy up on stage, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> but you know, it was it was his his uh, his talk, his speech that that yeah. kind of prompted me to shift my mindset and thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and the funny thing is, is that when I first met him. He looked like he was a hundred years old. Yeah, and he's still alive today. And then I realized <laughs> he's only fifteen years older years older than I. Am. He did die once. Right. So. Yeah, he, died when he came back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's right. He came back to life. We had but, a whole episode um, on his know, death. Dan's written all these books, and I even sent yeah. him six of my books, and and uh, he responds back. He says that is a very unique approach to gaining clients. He goes, it's not something I could do. I'm like, dude, you're still using an overhead projector. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, to each his own. The but fax, I, fax I, machine, I, overhead right. projector. I, I think it goes down, comes back down to you, you got to use your personality to, to yeah. you know. Absolutely, yeah. You know, build your brand. Right. Well, everybody's got a personality and he he's utilized that. He You know, he's got his own personality which is the gruff the old you know the old guy the old crusty gruff yeah you know he's kind of playing the the guru on the mountain make it hard to right. get to you all that kind of yep. stuff yeah and and then that's kind of how i i made the uh rob versus books i you know i, I make yep. it hard for people to get a hold of me you know sure. those that really want to we're gonna we're gonna be best friends i'm gonna have your back i'm gonna make your money yep um, but those that that you know, they'll, they'll think, hey, Rob, um, I, I'm just going to use you for a one-off project. Um, no, I, I don't want you. Uh, go away. Right. No, it's just it's yeah. not worth my time. Right. You know. So where do they go when I was actually just... <laughs> where do they go? I have a list. Because uh, <laughs> uh, in the back of the book, it, um, well, the other books, it's Rob Burson. So that just goes to Amazon. So when you yeah. say you make it hard, what, like what kind of hoops do you make people jump through? Well, they have to go to my website. They have to fill out the form, the okay. get started form. It tells me more about them. Okay. A lot of times they'll bypass that. They'll go right to Facebook and send me a chat. And I'm like, fill out the form. No, 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 I'm right here. Fill out the form. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, you but, can't follow simple instructions. We're, we're just going to be know, hard to work it. together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, uh, what do you have? coming up rob besides more versus books i know you got um I just kind of, wrote a kind book of, what's the most a, interesting project you're working on right now uh well i just finished the book called unscripted uh unfiltered unwoo-woo and unguru that's a lot and, of uns. Uh, it's a lot of uns <laughs> yeah but it, it's it's just two no bs guys talking about entrepreneurship and um 
you know, that that's the book I, I spent basically the last week uh, working on. And so we sent out a couple test uh, drafts to people and they just love it. And uh, so that's, that, huh? yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm slacking, but uh, that book we're going to give away. It's going to be a free download. And um, now if you do buy it on Amazon, that the money, any, any monies we get from Amazon is going to actually go to the philanthropy that's mentioned in the back of the book. But if you get it from us, it's going to be a free download. Or if you want the hardback or, the, or not the hardback, the paperback, you just pay for the shipping. Yeah. And so it, it, it's, it's just a, a way for us to give back. And I don't normally give out my books for free. Um, but it, this is one of those ones where I just thought, hey, you know what? I, I think enough businesses have failed or faltered or uh, just didn't do as well as they should have in 2023. I want to, I want to make their 2024 better. I like that. So when will that be out or is it? Uh, that'll be out at the beginning of the year. Okay. Yeah. And that'll be on your website. That'll be on the website. That'll be on Amazon. That'll be, uh, uh, that'll, uh, uh, be on other places too. So yeah, it's just, uh, we're just going to make it free. Very cool. Yeah. So Can you say I, I was waiting. Yeah. Can you say who the co-author is? Uh, Steve Gamlin. That's right. You said that's yeah. that's when you mentioned earlier. Okay, cool. Sorry, Jonathan, go ahead. No, it was funny. Um, so I was like, uh, something you said earlier made me think, <clears throat> why hasn't uh, Rob uh, published a book called Rob versus the Gurus? I'm, I'm waiting for that one. That's got to be on the horizon. But uh <laughs> maybe that's a little dated right i mean well, that's probably a little dated it's, it's, uh, i have two more rob versus books to do in 2024 i've been doing two two books a year basically since 2019 and um you know i i usually average four or five books a year although right yeah, now 2024 i have slated seven books uh that i have to get done for yourself or for clients or both? Uh, for a few of my own and a few of for clients. And, and um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's just, you know, it, it, when I first started out, I just wanted to write books for myself, you know? And it, it just became a very profitable side venture that has, you know, not only generated uh, Unspock Media, my company, uh, a lot of money, but, you know, made us into this, this, powerhouse company and and it's just great because people contacted they want their marketing they want everything they just want a package they they don't want to worry about other people right and and what i've been i've been noticing lately is one of the clients we just picked up their marketing client their marketing company that they were using held them hostage held their website hostage held their social media hostage held their google analytics we had to create everything from scratch Wow. And it was just, it was just a real giant pain in the butt. And there's mm -hmm. so many companies out there ripping off people that I, I, I just, I, I want people to know one, I'm, I'm one of the good guys. I've been yeah. in this, I've been in the trenches for 20 some years. I know the crap that people are getting piled on them. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm very, I, I try to be very empathetic. <laughs> but in the same respect is like, I, I, I'm not going to take the crap either. Right. You know, it, it's funny you had uh, Sean and I had uh, a guest on recently that was talking about LinkedIn marketing and talking about how to deal like 
you know, obviously not the marketing approach that so many people mistakenly make where they just try to spam you, you know, mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. And it's funny you talk about that, you know, in your book. I find it. Well, I, I think every single, every single one of the Rob versus books has a chapter called LinkedIn losers. Um, and it's just awesome. because they, 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 they pitch out of the gate. Yeah, um, yeah. when I, when I meet somebody on LinkedIn for the very first time, I send them a 15 second video of me just thanking them for the connection, putting the ball in their court. <laughs> I'm not pitching them anything. And I, I have a little transcript. Hey, I'm not pitching anything. I hate those guys too. Right. And, and you know, a lot of people say, well, Rob, that was just unique. It's very welcoming. It's, it's a, you know, non-pitch thing and, and yeah, it's human. Yeah. You yeah. Just have to be yeah. More human. So what advice would you give like for anybody that wants to publish a book now, you know, it's 2024 practically in 2024, anybody within their own industry, whether they're a attorney, you know, a financial advisor, you know, a manufacturing rep, I, you know, who cares? I mean, what, obviously your approach is you gotta be different, but what would you, what would you tell to one of your clients who says, you know what, I think I want to publish a book, uh, to market my business. What, well, you know, the, what approach the easiest, you give them nowadays? The easiest way to do it. And this is going to kill a whole bunch of birds with one stone. Right. Get on video and share the 50 most common questions you've ever been asked, make three to five minute videos of them, have mm -hmm. them transcribed. Now your, 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 your videos are on YouTube, your transcriptions you can use on your website as blog articles, you reassemble them. And now yep. you have a book that you can give out you in the book, you, you create your intro, mm -hmm. you spend three chapters telling your backstory. And then you can go into filling in all the questions and answers. And so now when you hand this book out to people, they know about you. They can go through and, and all those questions and answers that are in a the book, they're probably wondering about too. Yeah. So yeah. now you have videos, you have blog articles, and you have a book. And if you do it right, you can take those same, that, that audio off the, off the video track and make podcast episodes. Yeah. And, and yeah, so, you can. So why, why make a whole production over everything? Because I think that's what's so overwhelming with most people. Mm -hmm. Right. They think, oh my God, I got I got to do this, 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 this. No, do one right. thing and then mm -hmm. have it, have it distributed out and, and, and just make it easy on yourself. For, for me, it's always been about simplicity and the more simple I make things, not only the less stress I have, but the more money I'm making. Right. And, and I, I think today everybody wants to funnel their, their, you know, their, their, their whole system to death. And for me, it's always, Hey, you're one funnel away from a, a mental breakdown. Stop funneling mm. stuff. <laughs> Better scaling, right? Scaling your, scaling yourself mm -hmm. to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody loves to, to scale and, Build funnels for sure. Yeah, you, know. Just, so, you know, and, and with, with lawyers and doctors, you already have your, your medical or legal speak, dumb it down to the people for them to right. understand. 
Yep. You know, and, and the whole question and the answers thing is, is when I interview people, especially lawyers and doctors is, you know, I, I get them to be, get off their high horse, get off their pedestal, come down to a level where, where people can actually respect them and, and want to go to a bar and have a beer with them instead yeah. of going into their office and, and, and fearing what they're going to say, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it, it just, you right. know, yeah. Right. Like you talk or in, in other words, right. I mean, yeah. So it, not, it just, it, for, for me, it's always, right. it's, nobody's going to understand what I'm saying when I talk about optimization and, and monetization. It's like, Rob, oh, oh, okay. You want to make sure that you're going to be able to be searched on Google and you're going to make money. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, make it simple. Yeah, that is the, the key. I think, especially when you're in the any given industry, you just mm -hmm. pick, and you don't even realize how much stuff you've picked up, like jargon, and right. you tend to be following the same, you know, people, and you just you get that that echo chamber, yep. and you got to step out of that. How do you how do you step out of that while you're? So let's say you somebody was going to sit down there and do the fifty questions. How do they answer that and but get out of that echo chamber? Like, do you have any tips that you use when you're interviewing yeah. people to kind of help get them out of that? Yeah, sarcasm. <laughs> so why you're yeah, so yeah, while I'm while I'm doing these interviews with people, I I, I try to break the ice. I try to break their thoughts because mm -hmm. they're gonna want to think, hey, I, I have to talk like I've, I I I'm talking to another doctor or another or another lawyer. No, you're talking to me. I don't understand that shit. You know, re 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 and and, and I'll I'll say something very smart at it. You know. Uh, be a smart ass, be smart Alec. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. For that so dumb you... guy, Rob, let's, let's rephrase it. And, and, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that makes sense. Um... Yeah, so for me, it was always, it was always, you know, I, sometimes I have to interject you on when I'm talking to you on a video or if I'm interviewing you because right. if the words are too big, you're going to lose your audience. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and I think this is the problem with, this is the problem with SEO by far. When you're trying to rank your keywords, most people are trying to rank their industry keywords. Okay. Well, all your competitors are using those industry keywords too, but your customers have no idea what those industry keywords are. So all sure. you're doing is competing against your competition <clears throat> for the industry keywords that your your customers aren't even using. Yep. But when That's you very dumb, true. When you dumb things down to a point where the average consumer can understand it, you're going to rank higher for your customers and it doesn't matter what your competitors are doing. Yeah. Yeah, I find that that's very true because I find that it's in the industry that I'm in, the industry terminology varies on who is talking about it. If the customer, sometimes the customers use a completely different terminology than all the companies within that industry, which is like, there's a complete disconnect, you know, right. they're like, Oh, customers don't talk to it. You know, they don't talk about it in those terms, right. but the industry experts do the engineers <laughs> and that's, 
Yeah, the engineers, right, exactly. So there's a complete disconnect between the customer and the engineer or the, you know, the, the technical people, and they're using all of their jargon amongst themselves, and their customers are not even tuning into that jargon. They're yeah. using their own terminology over here. So yeah, that's exactly and, and so all these companies are spending thousands of dollars a, a month in Google ads. <laughs> right, exactly. To only have their competitors clicking on those links, yeah. yeah, And they're like, well, Google ads don't work. Well, yeah. yes, they do. You just have to redo your keywords to attract better types of people. On. They're all yeah. downloading each other's white papers. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, so for me, it was always do things a little differently. Always have the consumer in mind. Yeah. It's always been about education, entertainment, and engagement. And, and people are like, well, Rob, how do you entertain people? Uh, books, uh, the Rob versus series is pure entertainment. Uh, you know, that's if you like sarcasm. Um, but for me, it was always about if I can get somebody to laugh, if I can get someone to be in that moment, they're going to remember me. Yeah. And, and as you read the Rob versus the nincompoops book, you'll see that every story that I tell, I always have a little blurb at the end. That's kind of my thoughts. You know, so I'm giving a little bit of business advice. So they're getting laughter and then a little bit of business advice. So it's not overwhelming. Right. And so then, then they just jump right into the next story where with my prior books, it was a lot of business advice, you know, and, and I think that turns people off. Yeah. You know, they they want to get this book or like, oh, wow, that's okay. How to be a great podcasting guest. It's uh, Rob, you could have condensed this down to one paper, one page. Yeah. You know, um, say, but with, with, with the, the, the sarcasm books, the Rob versus books, every story is a little different. Yeah. yeah I think well, it's true that, you know, people, people would rather be entertained than educated, but if you can combine the two, um, it's pretty powerful, you know, but, you got to think entertainment first, first right. and foremost. Right. And, and you know, the, I had one person say, well, Rob, your name's on all the books. Are you a narcissist? <laughs> I said, look, I said the whole series came about me battling the scammers. I can't put someone else's name on it. Sure. And, and, they're, and they're like, well, I guess, but it just sounds weird. Can't you just say yeah. the scammers? Can't you just say, well, it's, it's my battles. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Just call me. Well, like you said, it's also repelling marketing, and the people that get it get it, and the people yeah. that don't, perfect. Uh, right. And 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 the thing is, nowadays you you, you type in Google, who is Rob Onspach? I come up everywhere. So it's yep. like working. Okay, it's working. Yeah. Very cool. And and I I think that is a very powerful element right there when you write a book, and you get it on mm. Amazon. If you can position your yourself in such a way that Amazon is is marketing for you every day because it's showing up on on google it's showing up on bing it's showing up you know on all the other search engines you know they're helping marketing you you know so mm -hmm. even if the book is not maybe a commercial success it's making you you know thousands of dollars on amazon a month it's still showing up people see that authority on on the internet so when you google my name you see all these books that i've written and people are like, wow, yeah. that's impressive. <laughs> or, you right. know, 
uh, people that knew me in high school, Rob, you couldn't write for shit in high school. What, what, what happened? <laughs> Just kept I at found it. a way. That's so, right. You know, and so, you know, it, it's this is this is I mean, this is like everybody that thinks that you have to have a, a degree or or some kind of uh, background in writing to write a book is just, I mean, that just goes to show that most people just, they, they could care less what your background is. As long as you're entertaining and you have something that's engaging and you've got a good story, that's all they care about. You know, I always think about like, uh, you know, the uh, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, in Rich Dad Board, you know, talked about like how, you know, all, you know, his, first book or Dave, the, I think it was Robert Kiyosaki and, and Dave Ramsey talking about their books, first books were just like full of typos and things like that. And, Mine is still full of typos. <laughs> People don't care. No, in fact, I, I, mean, I, made, I made fun of it in one of my books. It's somebody contacted me and they said, you know, there's typos in your book. And I'm like, okay, did you read the book? Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, I read the book. Did you enjoy the book? Well, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. the book. Then yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. You, you, you know, you understood it. You got the gist. You, you, and you want to hire me, but now you're being a pain in the ass and saying, I, who cares? Yeah. And, and I, I think well, people get, well, they get hung up on, on social media about, you know, being the grammar police. They get, right. Okay. Well, that's what Dave Ramsey said. He, you know, he used to paddle back in the day, like this was like 25 years ago where he was selling his first books out of his trunk of his car you know, self-published. And he's like, they were full of typos, but people didn't give a crap. You know, they're like, you know, it was like the message. They love the message. You well, know, you know and, and here's the thing that I've discovered and, and, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's because people like me, I don't know. Um, you know, when I, when I have the draft almost done, I'll send it out. I'll, I'll go on social media. Hey, who wants a copy just to review it? Yeah. And, tell me. and I'll send it out to about 30 people. And, and people will say, hey, Rob, there's typos. You want me to fix them? Yeah, sure. And they'll send them back and they'll edit my book for free. There you so, go. So there you go. <laughs> you know, and, and so. There are there are authors and then there's editors. <laughs> Those are two gruesome people right there. Yeah. So. so it's it's like, hey, you want to edit it? Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll change the book for you. But uh, right. Um, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, but the, the thing is, is that those books work for me. It's my style, mm -hmm. my personality. And and anybody who wants to write a book, please do. You know, please get your book out there. Let people yeah. know. I, they, they say that, that, what is it, 2% of the population ever will actually write one book. And it's less than that mm -hmm. for those who write multiple books. And, and, and for those that are insane like me that write multiple books a year, um, I, you know, maybe I should be institutionalized. I don't know. But I, I, my goal is just to, to, you know, educate people. Well, and here's the thing. I want to leave something behind for the next generation. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think a book helps your legacy. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you know, my kids, my grandkids, you know, I, I want them to, to, to be given something that they can say, hey, uh, either granddad was an ass or, hey, he was very brilliant and this is what he taught America or the world or wherever. Yeah. 
It's good stuff. Do you give those out as those go out as Christmas gifts every year? <laughs> My kids, yeah. <laughs> the books. Yeah. Put so, one in your stocking. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, it, most most people don't want them as Christmas gifts because I usually <laughs> give them out throughout the year. But, um, I I probably mail out uh, on average probably a hundred books a month to people. That's uh, crazy. And, and I will give them away. Um, mm -hmm. If someone contacts me through my forum, one of the questions is, "Have you read one of my books?" And if they haven't, I insist that they either go to Amazon and buy it, or I'll send them one. I must read it before they become a client of mine. That's awesome. How do you decide yeah, that's, who? That's how do you decide which hundred people are getting the book? Like, I mean, is that part oh, of the marketing the people thing? That, that going yeah, on it's, it's the people that ask, the people that that contact me. They may not necessarily want a book. Um, you know, maybe they're not even looking for a book. They they just want advice. Yeah. And I'll send them a book and and. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's the cost of doing business. It's the cost of my yeah. marketing, yeah. you know, and if I can, if I can get one person a month and I only accept one new client a month. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, it, it's, it's, I built up this great uh, marketing company over the last 20 years that I don't need 30, 40 clients every single month. Right. I need, right. I, I just need that one. And so it compounds every single month and it's, you know, it's to the point now, it's like, I got to hire more people. I got to do this. And, and maybe eventually I'll get to that 30, 40, but I, I just don't need them. And I, and yeah. I find that if you get, if you grow your company to that extent, you're going to be, you're going to lose, you're going to lose out on the whole customer uh, experience. Yeah. That's yeah, a good feeling when you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's always a good feeling when you don't need clock, you know, like that's it's a good lesson. One yeah. a month, like you don't need clients. So it's like that scarcity uh, principle. Like, right. you yeah, know, when you when I, lined up. well, here's the thing is, is and, and it, maybe it was, it was from owning a, a cleaning business for an, almost 19 years is that in the cleaning business, you basically had to have clients revved up every single day, four yep. to five, at least to make any, you know, a substantial amount of money. And, uh, you know, it got to the point where it's like, not only you have equipment and vans and employees and this and that and everything else, it's like, wow, you know, I make more money doing what I love to do consulting mm -hmm. in about four hours a day than I did having that cleaning business and having all the employees and equipment yeah. and everything else. And it, it's just, there any, I'm curious uh, from a uh, client standpoint for yourself, are there any specific industries that you work with? specifically or you i mean well, when i first when i when i first started this uh consulting business because i was in the cleaning field most of my clients were carpet cleaners mm -hmm. and uh you know it, it just kind of gravitated to the point where over a course of years now most of my clients uh, i would say 90 percent of my clients are lawyers and doctors or high level entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and and, yeah. and uh very few of them are in the cleaning industry at all yeah. No, that's yeah. awesome. And, and, uh, and about five years ago, I, I started the whole, uh, eHeroes podcast, uh, where I interview, uh, you know, brilliant or eclectic entrepreneurs and, and uh, get them to share their superpowers, their stories, their, you know, and how they mm -hmm. help people. And, and we just recorded, uh, the 275th episode. And, and so that was awesome. pretty cool. 
Yeah. Very cool. Well, Rob, what's uh, if you could give our audience one piece of advice before we kind of head out, what would that be? Be yourself. Be yourself. As, pain, as painful as that is. It's scary yourself. for yeah. a lot of people, I think. It is. And then they, they you know, people are like, oh, I want to be the next Tony Robbins or I want to be like the Kardashians or I want to, no, be yourself. And they're like, well, I, I don't make any money being myself. That's because you're not your true self. Yeah. Right. I didn't really start making a lot of money until I became sarcastic Rob and, and then it took off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really good advice. Yeah. Cause you're probably, if you think you've been being yourself, but you're not having success, it's probably cause you're actually trying to be somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're, yeah. yeah. You're trying to be somebody that you've watched on, uh, you know, TikTok or some something else. You're like, ah, I need to be the next yeah, I need to guy. Yeah. Next, whatever. Yeah. JP Sears yeah. or whoever, yeah. whoever blew up last month, Alex Hormozzi. Right. It's like, you know, yeah. it's like, dude, if you want to be Alex, he's taken. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think I mentioned Alex in the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, just, uh, I, I think people, you know, they're like, wow, you know, that was cool what he did. And, <laughs> and, 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 oh, I want to do that. And then they try so hard and nothing happens. And it's like, no, just dial yes, it back, yeah. simplify, yeah. be yourself. And, and, you know, the people that want to hire you will hire you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they'll pay uh, more too. Cause right. you're, you're more I, and, 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 you know, one of the, I think one of the things that really helped me understand people, uh, persuasion, uh, in particular was that stop being so desperate for, for clients, yeah. you know, like you said, learn to say no, but you know, when, when, even in my cleaning business, I never took people the same day they called or even the same week I, mm -hmm. I, I held back and I said, look, we are busy this week. In fact, we're busy the next two weeks. Can I get you on the schedule? <laughs> right. And, and I would put them at, as far back as I could. So it gave me opportunity to mail them stuff, you know, yeah. or to email them something that says, Hey, you know, welcome to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's the things to expect from my company. Here's coupons. Here's this, here's that. Right. When I got there, they were, they were willing to spend more money. Yeah. But had I taken that that same day, all I was going to get was maybe a seventy-five hour job instead of a four hundred hour job. Yeah. Oh yeah, because pe people can smell it when you need the when right. you need the business. Like yeah. when you and, and, and those people that you took the same day, you know. <laughs> and I always tell people the cheapest, the cheaper the client, the more hassles involved. So Absolutely. when they can when they can smell that you're like, and I never tell people I'm new in business because you don't do that. You just mm -hmm. say, I have the experience. I've been doing this a long time. Sure. But they will beat you up in price. They will have oh, yeah. the horriblest <laughs> job that you can ever do, and and mm -hmm. you'll 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 just you'll regret them so much. And and yep. Yep. you know you you hold out. You get the clients that really want to give you a lot of money, and and it Absolutely. puts passion back into your your business. And you're like, wow, I have all this money now. I can finally take vacation. And, <laughs> yeah. So I'm last. My last question. Um, so you, what would you tell people who would say, okay, uh, if in order to write a book, uh, I need a publisher, mm -hmm. you know, well, yeah. I mean, we, 
we can we can help them. Uh, we do this mm -hmm. all the time. You know, yes, you can do it yourself. Uh, yes, you can take it on and put it on Amazon. There are a lot of steps. And Amazon yeah. has changed the process so many times over the years. You know, my graphic artist is always, Rob, they changed it. Just deal with it. And, sure. and all I'm saying is that, yes, you can do all these things yourself. I had to figure it out myself. So I know that you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Right. Um, so but, all of your clients, you, you, you work with them. I work with them step-by-step. Step. We make sure that it's step all done step, the, the correct step. way. And, and, right. For and, and we'll even, we'll even give them advice and look, uh, the stuff here in the book is great. Uh, yeah. maybe we should clean it up just a little bit. Do you want mm -hmm. to, you know, go this direction or do you want to go, uh, a direction that, that makes you stronger, that makes you more authoritative. That's not this, yeah. you know, weak PC crap that everybody is doing <laughs> that makes you stand. And, and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll listen to us and some will, mm -hmm. uh, change it. Uh, some won't, um, the, the book's entirely theirs to do as they please. And then when we do set up their accounts on Amazon, anything mm -hmm. that Amazon pays out goes directly to them. We don't sure. take any of that Amazon. To me, it's, it's right. look, look, it's your book. You paid us once to help. Right. Everything that you get from Amazon is yours. Right. From that point on, yeah, you get all the royalties. Yeah. There, there's, there's too many, there's too many uh, people out there that will take both. You know, they'll double do you guys, do you work with, uh, do you, do you do audiobooks too for your clients or uh, is you that... know, I, they can do audiobooks if they want. Uh, yeah. I rarely, to be honest, I, I rarely ever listen to audiobooks. For me, it's <laughs> always been, it's always been a, a paper book that I can yep. actually take with me that I can, I can feel it's tactile. And it, it, I, I just, feel oh, yeah. like, you know, yes, I love podcasts and I love listening to them. I hate listening to an audiobook. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm an avid reader. I can speed read. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, an average book takes me like 15 minutes. You know, I'm just, but I want people to physically know how to read. Yeah. You know, I say, oh, are you a reader? No, I just listen to books. You're, mm -hmm. you're you won't make a good client then. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, they can do it. Uh, but it's on there on, on their end. And, and um, I, I just find that there's a lot of time and effort to put into an audio book that may not sell as well as a regular book. Yeah. Right. So the, the return on investment has to be there. And I always say, look, get the print book out first. If the demand is there and you want to do it, do it. Mm -hmm. But you may find that the time involved to produce an audio book is just not worth it. Yeah. But a lot of people do it. Yeah. One of our guests was talking about just how difficult it was to, to actually go in and record the audiobook. Every breath and everything had to be, you know, yeah. And for stuff me, it's like, over. you know, I would make mistakes. I would curse. I, yeah. and then it was like, it's just no. So people were going to get this audiobook with everything bleeped out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> not be a good, not be a good Enjoy customer that. experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, once upon a time, bleep, bleep, bleep. No, I think after the, I think after the, about the fifteenth beep, they'd be going, Rob, you suck. 
Well, Rob, um, <laughs> we've enjoyed having you on. Absolutely. Um, looking forward I, I to your enjoyed next watching book. you drink that uh, invisible beer. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna check in with Jonathan here at the end and see how the beer was. It, it obviously, well, Jonathan's a good boy. He always finishes his beer, so um, delicious. It was delicious. I would give it, even though we didn't do a rating today, yeah. Sean. I would give it a nice four six. It's very good. All right, out of five, that's a good. Yeah, I, good I had score. a gold peak, so I'd give it a. Uh, <laughs> not a beer, so I'd get a zero. But out of an IC, it's probably a. Four out of ten. Yeah, there you that's go. good. I, Gold Peak's pretty good. I've had those. You know, in my area, I'm in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, so we we drink Turkey Hill iced tea. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's basically the sludge of the Susquehanna, uh, <laughs> and, and and everybody seems to like it. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll 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 rot you from the inside out. Turkey Hill <laughs> does make some good ice cream, though. <laughs> they put a run for. They make they. I mean, I, I may get run out of Texas saying this, but I think Turkey Hill is up there with Bluebell for sure. At least certain <laughs> flavors of it are. But so. So uh, everybody, you learned a lot from here. So yeah, there you go. This is, this is a great podcast. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. This is the part we enjoy. Uh, uh, I guess yeah. Jonathan's the Jonathan's the wrap up professional, so we'll let him wrap up. And Rob, it's been fun. Yeah. Um. So, Rob, where awesome. can our listeners find out uh, if they want to go directly and skip the books and go right to right to the source? Where can oh, they, they find can you? go to uh, onspockmedia.com. You showed it on the on the. Yep. Uh, yep there you go. There you go. Uh, if they That's want it. my books, they can go to getrobsbooks.com, uh, okay. and that will take them to Amazon, um, and, and and they can yeah, buy as many as they want. That's right. Yep. If you just do they a Google do. search for Rob on Spock, you'll get yeah, plenty you'll of get, uh, choices. Yeah. <laughs> and they do make good stocking stuffers for some people. Yeah. Not and, for you know, I, I've, I've received pictures <laughs> from people where they've taken my books and they've leveled their couch. Uh, <laughs> their, their leg wasn't too... So, yeah, I mean, they're good for something. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Door stops. I mean, paperweights, I don't... You know, I mean, and, and the funny thing is, every time I go to the post office to mail more books out, you got to fill out this statement that says that, you know, what you're mailing is, is you know, non toxic, uh, non threatening, you know, all these things. I'm oh, like, man. Book, it's, it's, it's going to be harmful to somebody. Yes. And they just kind of look at me <laughs> like, uh, that's not what it means. So, yeah. It's going to be harmful to the, the uh what is it the gin uh which gin which generation is the youngest uh, gen z <laughs> yeah I, those I gen z's they're, they're, they all get triggered by something <laughs> yeah well yeah, rob it's been we, a pleasure man i think we need to bring back archie bunker Oof. oh yeah uh, i'd love to have him on so the show you, you watch <laughs> it's like thanos they, they watch archie bunker and just disappear yeah. that's right yeah for sure he would trigger a lot of people. What's funny, you know, I was watching a thing on CBS Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago. And they were talking about Norman Lear, you know, the the writer, mm. and he's actually very liberal. Yeah, he had no not, problem writing wouldn't. all those all the sitcoms and telling the jokes and yeah, because you know, he he said he's like, 
it's how you get conversations. It's how you, yep. that's how people get educated about different viewpoints. So, um, you know, he was using comedy to, you know, make his message 30, mm-hmm. 40, 50, 60 years ago. So, yeah. but you're right, right. man. If yeah. heads would explode, if they had to watch, sit down and watch Archie Bunker and that should be like a one-on-one <laughs> course in college these days. You'd have to watch the entire seasons. Archie Bunker and, and, and uh, Red Fox from, and then uh the 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 guy that uh i can't think of the other one that the The jefferson yeah jefferson's maybe uh, good times as well throw that in there you you just play those all the whole time and i I think it would straighten out this whole generation that would for sure yeah i think that's why i think that's why your books are good rob they you know those are the conversations people are not saying out loud but they're probably having inside their own head or in those private conversations they yeah. agree with you you know they might not admit it and, publicly. And, and the funny thing is is that uh i i think some of my my rob versus books have become playbooks for the scammers because as soon as i try to i try to answer something with something that's in the book they're like i read that book and I hang out. i'm like all right well your game there you go yeah so it's, it's it's just fun to entertain people yeah i like it well, well rob we've enjoyed it thanks for coming on uh you are you have the privilege of being on our final episode uh for 2023 so uh, so maybe you should get another applause for that i'll, I'll save it but uh well maybe we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Royalty free. Go yeah, ahead. And for anybody who doesn't like me, I don't care. <laughs> That's a great way. <laughs> I, you know that that makes me want to watch a uh, a, a bad Santa episode <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> for right before Christmas, um, Rob. Thanks again, man. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, to all of our listeners, you can find us. This is, and I wasn't joking. This is our final episode. Uh, for the year because we won't be doing an episode next friday um sean it's been fun man it has been a blast this year uh this is like 335 or six i can't have lost count 36 okay and uh we're looking forward to 2024 and uh, continuing on and to all of our listeners you can find us on any of your podcast platforms wherever you find or wherever you listen to a podcast you can find us there uh, leave us a review and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in 2024 coming up. Thanks, Mark. See you.